This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Yes, it is Arthur Motes and Wesley Euler on SNR. Last segment of today's show, which, by the way, is in podcast format. And you can get that wherever you get your podcast at. I mean, literally anywhere. All you need to do is type in Steelers. You know how to spell Steelers. And then Blitz. But we spell Blitz with a Z here. Like so Zlatan? It is that simple, man. Zlatan or Zebra. Ah. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Are we, are we doing this? Are we going? I always lose this game, so. I ain't know if you want to go there, bro. I mean, I don't I know. Is ready. that a quitter attitude of me? Or if I uh, just, hey. if I never play. Can you be a quitter if you never play in the first place? I, I don't. mean, kind of. <laughs> That's all. I mean, if you really want to go there, I just. Or I, you could just be. It's like, you know. Yeah. If you're always losing when you're gambling, uh-huh. are you really a quitter for stopping? Okay. Or are you just smart? Mm-hmm. But either way, I was ready to get up in you today. That's all I'm saying. That's, that's all I'm saying, baby. All right? So you so you chose wisely, player. Because <laughs> oh, I had I had some Zs for you today. I, listen, I know my guy comes prepared, all yeah, right? Yeah, there yeah, yeah. Ain't no slacking in yeah. the AFC North kitchen. All right. So with that being said, though. Wherever you get your podcast said, that's where you can find us at. Commercial free, on demand, how you like it, where you like it. So with that being said, man, let's get into what we like, though. I love it. Because it's time to talk about what we like, right? We always do this thing. We break it down in terms of the uh, the opponent. Denver Broncos, what do we like about them? And Power Grid, Megawatts, we want y'all participation as well. Mm-hmm. So right now, type in three things you like about this Denver Broncos team. Please. Mm-hmm. And then also... Spin the block and come back with three things that you don't like about this Broncos team. And it. we will make sure that we read off those as we are reading off what we like and don't like about I this Broncos it. team. Who's going first, Captain? Oh, Captain, so my Captain. I'll go first because last week you went first and we lost. That's true. And I don't want us to lose again. That's true. So, the first thing that I do like about this Broncos team is the tight end. No offense. I mean, can we can we start there? I mean, yeah, listen. See, you always look at you always looking on my sheet. Listen, man, I know I he came you. here. I know he was here, but was about, about about two years ago he came through here and uh had a little fun on us. Yeah. He's better now. Yeah. Yeah, he's better now. Yes. He's a good player. Yes. And, very and, good player. And they they make him a focal point. They find ways to get him the ball. Both quarterbacks, Teddy Two Gloves or Drew Locke. I got a bad feeling, you know, another year or two from now. Mm-hmm. Be doing that whole like, ah, mm-hmm. would you have rather had Noah Fan or Devin Bush? Mm-hmm. Because you know how we do that hindsight thing as fans oh, all the time. Oh, I love. Only when it's beneficial because to us. That was, for those who don't know what I'm referencing, when the Steelers, they swapped with the Broncos to go up to 10 to get Devin Bush, and then the Broncos with the Steelers pick took Noah Fant. That's what I'm referencing. Yeah, I really like Noah Fant as well too, Motsi. Um, I'm going to save my similar one for later since you already kind of touched on it. First thing that I really like about the Denver Broncos is their commitment to running the football. Mm-hmm. What ha- wait, what just happened? I just blacked out again. They they maybe chief most, at least in our lifetime, Arthur Motes, you know, our 30-ish years of living, each of us. This is a football team that always wants to run the football. Very true. From, from Shanahan till now, from Elway till now, it doesn't matter. They always have an onus on running the football. I think that has served them well. It's an identity. It's a culture thing. It doesn't matter who their offensive line is, particularly now with Mike Munchek running the show over there. I like their commitment to the ground game and how that is a part of the culture of the Denver Broncos, and it's something that they have never shied away from, even when they have guys like John Elway and Peyton Manning. I like that. I like that. All right. 
Second thing that I like about this Broncos team is their defense. I think that they are a good group. Um, I wouldn't necessarily call it as great as they are on paper right now. Sure. But I do think they're a very solid group, man, across the board. Um, when healthy, they can really get out to the pass when healthy. And that secondary is good. I mean, they, they are loaded with talent in terms of names, young and older. But either way, very productive players in that secondary. I think the only part that I might not like as much about that Broncos team is probably the inside linebackers. But as a whole, I think they have a really complete defense. I agree. And that's where I'm going. Same church, different pew. Oh, I got to use that twice in one show. How we doing? Arthur Motes, I really like their secondary. I think you could make an argument that they have the best one-two tandem at corner of any team in the NFL. Justin Simmons, we've discussed, we think he's a little overrated, but he's still a good player. Kareem Jackson as well. But, man, Kyle Fuller, Pat Sertain, dude, it, those two and the trust that they can have in those two on the outside allows them to do so much with the rest of the defense. Like, when you have two corners like that that you are not afraid to leave on an island – that in fact excel in those situations, mm -hmm. it gives you so much freedom with the rest of your defense. It really does. Uh, that to me is is tough to play against. I know that um, you and I have discussed a little bit how Vaughn Miller isn't the same guy. You and I, he's on IR right now, but you and I have discussed how Bradley Chubb has been a disappointment. We really liked him his rookie mm -hmm. season, and we thought he was going to be one of those next great pass rushers. But it hasn't mattered maybe as much as it should because they're still able to dial up ways to get after quarterbacks and generate that pressure because they can have so much trust in their secondary, particularly those corners. I really like what they got going on. Yeah, I like that. You know some good points right there too, man. Last thing well, I like you. about this uh, offense, or not even offense, just this Broncos team in general, is the quarterback, Teddy Two Gloves. Ooh, that's your boy. When he's healthy, not in the concussion protocol, I love his decision-making. I love his ball placement. I love his overall leadership, man. I think that he's been the biggest reason why they've been successful. And it doesn't surprise me that the game that they struggled the most in was the one that he was hurt in. He got hurt in the second quarter. So the whole second half, that's where the game changed between them and Baltimore. But you watch Teddy Bridgewater, man. Teddy is very, very good. I mean, this is the same guy that we thought in Minnesota. It was like, yo, he takes care of the ball. He can make certain throws. He makes the throws that he's supposed to make, and he never gets rattled. He's just cool, calm, and collected, man. So – him. He, he's the last thing that I like about I them like right it. now, man. I like it. And then my third one, kind of similar to your first one, you know, you said Noah Fant. How about just their pass catchers? Yeah. That was my answer. Uh, Noah Fant, uh, Cortland Sutton. Because the rest of them hurt, though, man. Rest, I know KJ Hamler is hurt right now. But Judy, I still, yeah. Judy's hurt as well, too. But even, man, still, Cortland Sutton, Noah Fant, they've still got some, some yeah. pass catchers. Uh, Melvin Gordon out of the backfield field as well, too. Um, they're... Not, I'm not going to say they're loaded on offense, Motsi, but what they aren't on offense is one-dimensional. Mm -hmm. They they are balanced, um, and I, I like that they, that they have that going for them as well. Those are my three likes. All right. Can we get to the Chief Keith? I don't like. Bang, bang. Bang, bang. First thing I don't like is bang, bang. Drew Locke. Listen, I love his arm talent. He can make every throw. He has a cannon. But my man is a wild cannon, man. He will throw that thing everywhere to anybody it really doesn't matter he's just gonna throw that thing it's gonna look pretty but it might hit you in the face i don't like that to me i feel like that type of you know 
It could be great or it can be absolutely horrendous. I don't like that type of swing, especially at quarterback. Mm-hmm. I would much rather it's a guy with less talent but is more consistent than a guy as talented as he is but at the same time could be so volatile back there. So that's why for me he's the first thing that I don't like about this Broncos. Yeah, game. he might show up on my list as well. But in the spirit of the thing, try and keep it fresh here. How about the head coach, Vic Fangio? Mm. Just not a huge fan. Okay. I think he's a little hypocritical. Okay. I don't think he's the greatest situational head coach. Okay. I really didn't like what we saw this past week. I don't know if you got a hot take on this, but, dude, don't complain about the Ravens trying to run on the last play when you're throwing it in the end zone with 10 seconds. Like, you're down 16. Either the game's over for both teams or the game's not over. Bring up a point. Vic Fangio. Is I love Mike Munchak. Gave him some props. Not the biggest Vic Fangio guy. Cool name, though. Vic Fangio. Man, but, I mean, I know you just gave props to Munchak. But the second thing on my list that I don't like oh. is that dig on O line. They're banged <laughs> up as well, too. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> oh. Wait a minute. Now, I understand they are banged up, and that's why Munchak gets excused. But that O line right now, it is not very good, man. Not good. It is not very good. And on top of them not, not being very good, they are banged up as well. I think healthy us, I absolutely love this for the Steelers. That's a big reason why I feel so optimistic about this matchup yeah. because of how their O-line has been playing, especially that pass game against the Ravens. I don't think the Ravens have better pass rushers than we have here in Pittsburgh. Tyus, Tyson, or excuse me, Tyus Bowser, he's not a T.J. Watt, Alex Highsmith, or Melvin Ingram type. And watching him win the way that he was winning, yeah. Z- Z- zero. Z- zero chance yeah. that we should be we should expect anything less. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Agreed. So that, that Broncos O line is another thing that I don't like. Agreed. Uh, you you look at their offense right now, Motsi. One, two, three, four, five, six guys, six starters listed as questionable on that offense right mm-hmm. now. Plus KJ Hamler's on IR, Jerry Judy's on I mean, IR. Their, their best O lineman plays for the Ravens. Yeesh. Yeesh. Yeah, yeah, they are they are yeah. a banged yeah. up offense. Uh second thing that I don't like about them, Arthur Motes, I feel like this has become a theme these last couple weeks. But the LBC and I mean the off ball LBCs. I I think there's a lot to like about this defense. I don't know if Justin Strand and Alexander Johnson are two of them. And maybe it is just because I really like the defensive line. I like what they've got going on in the secondary that those two just kind of stand out. Um but I think in the middle of that defense, they they leave the, the rest of the defense is very solid. But in the middle of that defense, they leave some room to be desired, which means <clears throat> Frymuth over the middle. <clears throat> Sorry, what happened? If, on, cl- if, if only we would actually throw it there. Because it's not like it's not like he wasn't open. Real quick, Frymuth over the middle. <clears throat> no, 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 no. See, that's the problem. You're whispering it. Everybody knows who needs to get who needs to to, to put that ball there. It's only one person that you need to talk to to get that ball there. And who is that person? Okay. Yeah. Everybody else knows. It can't be Matt County. He's even designing place. Hey, pad, one, pad open. Eater. So, so, so. Uh, you, I think everyone saw that. That's, okay. That screenshot on oh. that fourth down. Okay. So, so, so. Short of the sticks. So, 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 please, please say it clearly to the person that needs to hear that name. Yeah. He, 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 you know, he's a little older. He might not be able to hear as well anymore. Is 38 old or is 39 old? Because we've got a clear distinction on this conversation. I mean, is it clear? I I don't know. I I mean, sheesh. Depending on what day of the week it is, right? Anywho, last thing I don't like about this Broncos unit. 
the pass rush. I'm sorry. Ooh. Listen, no Bradley Chubb, it looks different. It does. Von look Miller different. on paper has numbers. You watch Von Miller on tape, he is not the same Von Miller right now. He's a future Hall of Famer. Yes, he, he we're not taking anything away from him. He's he definitely first ballot. Kind of similar yeah. to some of the conversations we've had about the quarterback here in yes, Pittsburgh. He's you can talk about 100%. what they are right now, and it takes nothing away of who yes. that with the career that they've had. And, and like I said, you look, he has numbers. I get that, but just look at how he's winning and look at how he's getting these numbers. It's kind of like when we talked about TJ Watt, right? If we asked you how did TJ Watt play this weekend in Green Bay, some people are gonna be like, "Man, was he even out there?" Others are be like, "Man, I didn't think he did anything." You look on the stat sheet: two sacks, two QB hits. Yep. And you're like, "Man, he had two sacks. When? How? What?" And then you explain it's like, "Oh yeah, the trip was a sack." And then when Alex Highsmith chased Aaron Rodgers, Rodgers dropped. He went and touched them. TJ's top five in the league right now in sacks and in forced fumbles. Think about it. But I bet you yeah. a good majority of Steelers fans would say he hasn't had – not that he's had a bad season. Right, but they would say he hasn't missed been a game playing injury, but, they, extent, but he hasn't been right. playing as well as we know. He hasn't been right. as impactful. Seriously, man. But that's the thing, though, in terms of stats being misleading because with Vaughn, you look on paper and the stats are there. But you cut the tape on – it is not look it's not the same. The same. It's yeah. not the same. And for me, it's kind of the opposite of TJ in absolutely. that conversation. And for me, when I see that with Vaughn, I'm just like, we like your pass rush because of you being out there. If you're not the dog anymore, I really don't like y'all now up front. You know what I mean? So Agreed. that's why I said the pass rush right there. Now they can still generate pressure and they do it through blitzing right now, but they used to be able to just do it with Vaughn just being Vaughn Miller. So yeah. Yeah. Ready to get some of these tweets? I mean, can I can oh, I? Oh wait, give sorry. A, my, my third and final thing was, yes. was Drew Lock. Well, I was gonna say I had a caveat. Part of me, because I am such a Von Miller fan, I do want him to get back on track. Mm-hmm. But it's like I don't want him to do it this week. Not this week. Yeah, that's fair. I'll take that. But I, I want him to get back. And then the rest, they go go yes. beat everybody else in the yes. AFC for us. Help us yes. out there. Go beat the Browns and the Ravens right. and the, do they play the Browns? And the, yeah, they do. There we go. I don't, I'm not a Broncos fan. I just I'm a Von fan. Jeez. Well, there's the division. Uh, there's oh, the division man. matchup. Listen, this, I, this year. I, I I only watch Steelers. The scheduling is a science, baby. All I care about is Steelers. I'm like the uh, the Zach Galifianakis yeah, in you, the Hangover. I got all these equations running through my mind every time I think you, about the you schedule. You got your eyes on the wrong thing, man. Counting cards out here, Muggsy. Yeah, man. Yeah, Drew Locke, my third and final dislike. Uh, like him when he's rapping Young Jeezy lyrics on the sideline. Facts. What if he rapping Young Jeezy this weekend? When they see him out in traffic, they say Drew Locke's on some other stuff. And that stuff is not the best. <laughs> Arthur Motz, you want to get to some of these tweets, old Man, buddy? that's the only thing left to do. Let's get it, baby. Rod Dalla tweets us and says, I don't like uh, inside linebackers, offensive line, and special teams for the Broncos. Man, great, great choices right there. Those I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I like that a lot. Zach says, I like John Elway, the drive, and uh, the trade, the fact that they traded for us to let us go up and get Devin Bush. I don't like Tim Thibodeau beating us in the playoffs. The fact Ryan Clark could never play there. <laughs> and the teams that they beat to start the year all have losing records. Mm-hmm. I always like how we're all over the board with this. Our buddy Yenzer Steve says, I like Javante Williams, Noah Fant, and uh, some guys on the defense. I mean, Patrick Sertan as well, too, certainly. Uh, yeah, he's Good. He's questionable for Sunday. They seem to think, though, that, that he's going to play. Um, I mean, it's just a chest injury. Or, no, it's an upper body or midsection or something like that, right? A good guy to have. Josh tweets us and says, even a lot of these examples of bringing in Aaron Rodgers, right, you can still bring in a guy like that and draft the future and let him learn behind him. And then in our conversation about, um, you know, guys calling their own shots – uh, Josh says, you know, I think guys 
uh, like Sidney Crosby, have earned the right to call their own shots all day, every day, but I don't think that's how they operate. I think that's probably a fair point as well, too. Yeah. Josh says, uh, I'm looking uh, forward to Halloween this year as well. I'm going to be rocking Ace Ventura. What about you guys? Moats, you ready for a confession? Talk to me, then, man. What's up? I have not dressed up for Halloween. Okay. Since 2012. No, that's good. My junior year at WVU was the last time I, I've dressed up for Halloween. Not because I dislike the holiday or anything, mm -hmm. but just because... I have literally always had work obligations that have gotten in the way of Halloween for me. Like when I was with the hockey team, mm -hmm. we were always traveling. We always had games around. But then. guess what, though? None of that's going to matter once your kid's here. None of that's going to matter exactly. once my kid's here, though. I, so I did I, a trick-or-treat until my kids got we here. We will be doing yes. something this year. Exactly. Yeah. Because <laughs> for a fair wifey going to look at you, and it's going to be your first Halloween, and she's going to say, oh, yeah. it's, it's baby first Halloween. What are we doing? Yeah. That's, that's how it goes. That's how it goes. And then, and then you start getting family outfits. That's how it works. I'm just, hey, I'm just, I got you. You good. You, you're not in this alone, man. Uh, listen, I, it's been a while since I dressed up at Halloween. You got, you again, got a not village, man. I dislike it's it or village. anything, but just because work stuff has gotten in the way over the last yeah. eight or nine years. But that's about to change. Oh, absolutely. Because, yeah, you got to dress up with the kids. Absolutely. You got to dress up with the kids. Uh, Rebecca, the lit one. It is lit, 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 lit. Just about lit 30 here on the show. Oh, uh, She says, in regards to finding other teams to root for, I'm with you, Wes. I'm going down with the ship. Just call me Captain Smith. <laughs> Do or die, Steelers versus the world. Oh, and man. Cuban Dan tweets, responds Shout to that. Shout out to Cuban Dan. And says, I'm still standing here. I'm still taking your bullets. <laughs> I'm the best. You can't just kill me. Let's go, man. That's exactly how. Listen, you guys think that I could be a born and raised Pittsburgh kid who lived through 13 to 9 and still gets reminded of it weekly 14 years later. You guys think that I couldn't live through growing up as a WVU fan in this town where, true story, I think I've told this before, but the day after, the Monday after WVU lost that game to Pitt, I came into high school and my boys had photoshopped fake national championship game tickets and hung them in my locker. All right, I've said this to Arthur Motes before. The WVU fandom blackened and darkened my soul many years ago. It's got nothing on me. I'm, so, oh, I'm still standing here. I'm still taking your bullets. <laughs> it could be another decade before a Pittsburgh sports team advances in the playoffs. I'm still standing here in my black and yellow, taking your bullets. I'm Tony Montana. Hey, Tony. Yenzer till I die, Arthur Motes. Get it off your chest, man. It's like that sometimes, baby. Uh, Calthrop? Have we? No. That's definitely new. Welcome to the party, Welcome to the party, pal. Uh, says letting Ben to uh, continue to shamble his way through the season while he deflects blame at the new offensive coordinator is how Tomlin loses faith in the respect of our younger players. They aren't stupid. They see what the problem is. Now, that's an interesting angle. Man. No, not to be critical Ooh. there, Calthrop. Hey, now, Calthrop, man, come in guns blazing, why don't you? But you Sheesh. know what? That is a – that's a – it's legitimate. Little, little harsh, but that's that is that's legit in terms of the what plays into all of this. You know, do you do you let Ben call the shots? Do you do you, would you eventually go to Mason? How does that all play out? Can you speak to that, Motes? Have you been in any of those situations where, you know, it's been like, all right, it's clear that this guy shouldn't be out there 
or starting or whatever, but he is, and how does the rest of the team feel about it? Could that be a real potential thing? Or maybe it's just... I haven't, but... Those younger players also, they might respect Ben enough, too, to that he's, you know, a, a, a one-off or he's an exception. I feel like that's honestly I mean, like, the case because f- it is seven, and seven has done so much. You could think they're you know lying. I mean? it's, just, it's a different vibe, man. You could be cynical. You could think they're lying, and if you do, hey, that's your prerogative. But every time Juju, Deontay, Claypool, when these guys are asked about Ben, they gush about him. Mm-hmm. So, and they're not the only young players on the team. I get that. It's a, it's a huge roster, but that is an interesting angle. Is the you know keeping it honest with the, with the team as well too, and 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 making these decisions in good faith. Trenton tweets us and says, "My significant other and I are coming from upstate New York hey, to see the Broncos at the Steelers at Heinz Field this weekend." Let's go. Um, wondering uh, how we could get autographs these days in the age of COVID. I would love one from the body. <laughs> well, All you got to do is pull up then. Well, then, if you're looking for said autograph from yours truly, I will be in red light. Get them. 5A. Get them. Starting at about 8 o'clock, 8 a.m. Get them. Now, I will say this as a caveat. Tailgate goes to about 12, 31 o'clock. I will have to tap out a little bit early because I do uh, have Steelers obligations, obligations that I will be doing as well, okay? So I'm typically there from about 8.30-ish to about 11, okay? Then after that, I got to do my Steelers stuff, pregame, got to do what I had to do. But, yes, if you're looking for autograph, baby, bright and early, man. Red Lot 5A, that's where we are. Steal a game, terrible tailgate, you can't miss us. Look for the guys with all the shenanigans making all the ruckus. Yeah. There's always a DJ there, open bar as well. Food, drinks. It's a good old time. It's a vibe. My man Wes has been there. He it's was there for the opener. I might have to pull up again on Sunday. Bro, every weekend, Right man. across the street from home plate at PNC you Park if you, need a, if you need a landmark. You literally can't miss it. They... There'll be people dancing in truck beds and playing loud music, mm-hmm. and Arthur Motes will be taking 57 pictures and kissing 37 babies. <laughs> you can't miss it. Steel City Champ says, I've got a serious question. Does it seem like the newer generation of Steeler fans are way too spoiled? Uh, calling to bench Ben and fire Tomlin, coming from these 90s babies, unlike us 80s babies that have been around to see Neil O'Donnell in town. <laughs> You know what? It's funny, Steel City Champs. I say that about Penguins fans all the time. It's like so many people my age didn't start rooting for the Penguins till Crosby got here, and they didn't know what it was like in those years before. And maybe now this is kind of the opposite of that, right, where most people my age have not known a bad Steelers team, and now it's it's coming on the back end as opposed to on the front end like it did for me with the Penguins. I, I think sports fans in general in Pittsburgh, Arthur Motes, and this is a good thing. We'd rather have it be this way, but we are spoiled in this town. And it should be. But I wanted to keep it spoiled. And the only way to keep us spoiled is by doing what? Okay. Continuing to win. And, and just think of this. Two teams, now. right? I'm excluding the Pirates from this because we all know. Yeah. Yeah. Two teams. Steelers, Penguins. Think about this. I'm 30 years old. The Steelers have been to four Super Bowls and won two of them in my lifetime. The Penguins have been to six Stanley Cups and won five of them in my lifetime. Like, that's that's two sports. Meanwhile, in my lifetime in Philadelphia, they got two championships in 30 years. My wife, four teams, two championships in 30 years. And serves her right for being an Eagles fan. That's huh. right. Serves her right huh. from being born in huh. Philadelphia. Why yeah. couldn't she have controlled huh. that? That big old jerk. Huh. Look, look at the look at New York sports. Over over, you know, like I, I realize that the Yankees had that that run in the in the 90s and into the 2000s where they won a bunch. But like the in the last 10 ever since the Yankees won in 2010 
what of all those New York teams? They got they got what two Giants Super Bowls? That sounds about that's, right. That's what? That's six or seven teams in New York City, and they've got two championships in the time that you know that that Pitt, like we we have been very spoiled. We've been very fortunate. Um, and if say, it's ever, not a bad thing to be spoiled. It's, it's not, not a bad, a bad thing. thing at not all. You thing. would much rather it be that way. But talk to somebody from Philly. Talk to somebody from Cleveland. You know, if you if you want to see how the other side of the equation can go, talk to someone from Buffalo. They got two teams that they care about as well too: hockey and football. Uh, Sabers, Bills are close. Bills are getting there. Sabers, uh, they've been sticking for a long time. They've been sticking for a real yes. long time. Yes. David tweets us and says. Uh, did I really just hear that Stefan Tuit may not be back at all this year? That's a real possibility. It I mean, is. Yeah, between the surgery and everything else. I, I, I yeah. don't think that's going to be the case, but it is certainly a possibility. Yeah, I was a little surprised by that as well. was not too happy to hear that, but I could completely understand it, though, man. Yeah. Cuban Dan tweets us and says, I prefer when Brian Bacco picks against our boys. He's usually wrong, and I seek comfort in his poor picks. <laughs> I do, I do love it, man. I, I absolutely it's like love that it. Sometimes, man, I absolutely love it. Oh, we're getting more tweets about this Aaron Rodgers stuff. I don't want to continue to rehash this. Everybody loves Aaron Rodgers. A A Ron Steelers Steelers Crash is tweeting me and talking about how Aaron Rodgers has been getting a free pass from the media for years, and Ben never gets that from the media, and it was all just because Brett Favre was mean to him. We got. Just be, these things don't have to be mutually exclusive. Just because you think that Ben gets treated harshly by the media doesn't mean that Aaron Rodgers gets a free pass. I didn't like. I realize that there are a lot of people who give Aaron Rodgers a free pass. There certainly are, just like there are with every talented athlete in the world. Weren't there just as many people crushing him this whole offseason, though? And also, if we want to talk about free passes for quarterbacks, let's start with Breeze, comma Drew. Not to be critical. How we bring up Drew Brees in this? Because he is the ultimate quarterback that's gotten a pass in the NFL, but got a pass in the NFL for a long time. What does he got to do with Ben and Rodgers? Though that was so random, man. Nothing. I just I was thinking <laughs> about what quarterbacks that the media actually handles with kid gloves. I'm like, you you might as well bring up uh, Dan, Dan Marino. We just going up bringing up random quarterback. Lord have mercy, man. Come on now. <laughs> we got a couple. Minutes. We got like we got like two minutes left here. Let's see if we can the roll through said, Drew, Drew, you know what, Drew? I don't like Listen, you, Drew. See, most when I when I go like five or <laughs> Six days. When I go five or six days being without you, this is what I'm just talking to myself all the time. Hey, I get, I'm with it, man. I get ornery around here. I, I, I see, man. You, yeah, you need a Snickers right now, bro. Holy cow! My boy say Drew. I'm going to get some Taco Bell like, as soon why, as this show. Why, why, why Drew got to catch a straight today, man? Drew just chilling in oil and so wait and caught a pop. Marty God, tweets us, and I think this is another. I got to bring John McClane in here again. Welcome to the party. Pal. Marty tweets us and says, "Can you talk about how much input you think Ben has with the offense? He's at his best when running the two-minute drill and calling his." own plays but it seems like he's being handcuffed in that regard in Matt Canada's system Most so he's not handcuffed in the system but you have to understand he's new to the system very similar to what they said about Aaron Rodgers his first year in Matt LaFleur's system even though he played well they talked about how he didn't have the same level of freedom because he was new to the system but they also said next season when he won the MVP year which was his second year in the system they talked about how he has so much more comfort in his understanding of that offense and ultimately that was why him and Matt LaFleur were able to be on the same page well, for seven, this is his first season with Matt Canada and Matt Canada's offense. And if you're Matt Canada, I don't think you just roll out everything for seven and say, hey, take it and have fun because Matt Canada was here with the last coordinator who did that by the name of Randy Feigner. And when things went bad, who did they blame? 
same fans that talk about letting Seven do what he wants to do, they weren't blaming Seven for those shortcomings. They blame Randy Figner, and now he's not here. So if you're Matt Canada, I think you stick with what you're doing. You you say, hey, man, I'm going to continue to roll this thing out, but when you show me you can do more with it, then you get more with it. But right now, if you're Matt Canada, man, you just can't just allow him to do and call whatever he wants to, quote, unquote, draw it up in the dirt because, once again, that sound it was fun, Tennessee and Baltimore, but towards the last half of the season, right, when we kept drawing it up in the sand, we kept, oh, just call it line of scrimmage, we saw how it started to turn out. So that's the only thing with that, you know. It's just I, I, yeah, it, it, I have always thought that no, no one's bigger than the team. And, and I'll also not, say not, this: Tom Brady isn't even down in Tampa Bay; shouldn't have the but power even, to do whatever he wants. But even this, though, when we talk Matt Canada and we talk what plays are better to run, should Ben be calling that line of scrimmage? The the job of the coordinator is to what design plays to get guys open. Correct me if I'm wrong, but did we not have multiple people running open last week? Correct me if I'm wrong, but did we not have most people running open in Cincinnati? Correct me if I'm wrong. Can we go? We, you, you catch the theme I'm doing here, right? So it's not a coordinator issue. It's not a play call issue. It's a performance issue. But that's the beauty of the NFL. And they already said seven is their guy. So he will get another opportunity this week. But it's not coordinator related. It's not receiver related. It's not O line related. Right now, seven's got to hit the throws he got to hit. He hits those, we are not talking about, oh, you need to run more two-minute. We need to do, you know, let seven do this. It won't be like that. He's got to hit the throws he hits. We're not having this conversation all week if he hits one of those throws to Juju. Just one of them. I I agree with you on that. Oh, and but and, because I don't want I don't want to pick a side in that and, thing, and or if Juju just caught it, so, so that way I, I'll cover it on both ends, right? So that way, no, oh, you didn't pick a side on those. So we're good now. I will just remind people that this is the fourth season that Arthur Motes and I have been doing this show, and 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 Motesy many times over the past seasons has pointed out how, in in, in multiple different situations, the Steelers always felt, you know, uh, those years sixteen, you know, in the in the run to the championship game against the Patriots, seventeen in the thirteen and three season in the first round, that no matter what the situation was in those years, you always felt you guys had a chance because seven was under center. You have given that man love and props and credit and everything in the past. It's, again, it takes nothing away. Like, I think you and I would be doing a disservice. I I, I am not naive enough, Motsi, to think as we wrap this thing up that there aren't Steelers fans out there who, oh, man, you guys are crushing Ben. Oh, man, you We're guys are crushing, crushing Ben. ben though. It, believe us, we don't want to be having these conversations. Yeah. We'd rather be sitting here like we were at this time last year, 5-0, 6-0, 7-0, dunking on everybody, having fun, talking about MVPs and well, comeback player of the year and, and all this, this stuff. And the other thing. Just it's because, just reality, man. But my thing is, just because you criticize and you critique a performance, that doesn't mean that you're dunking on a person. That just means we're reviewing the facts. That's so true. What are the facts? The facts are he's not completing these passes. The facts are he's not having great accuracy consistently. Those are facts. We can talk intangibles. Oh, leadership. Oh, is it is it mental? Is it that? That those are intangible. Those are kind of like when we talk about speculation, right? You really can't say one hundred percent yay or nay, which is why I don't like speculation. I do like football because the tape shows this. Tape don't lie. And I don't have to make it. Up. We don't have to say do you like a person or not like a person. No, it's none of that. It's just what does the tape show you? Tape don't lie, baby. And the tape shows you that the offense is far from perfect elsewhere and has a lot of other issues, but that Ben Roethlisberger certainly isn't isn't helping mask over some of those issues like he has done in the, in past. the past when you're a Hall of Fame quarterback. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. But with that being said, man. I can't wait to get more angry tweets about Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson and 
It's cool. I hope they send them all. You to got you. any Drew Brees defenders in the? I want to say I don't. I know, will man. go to war over Sheesh. Sean Payton and Drew Brees. You guys like, know no love New, lost. New Orleans just keep coming up. I'm like, Lord, I, I don't want to talk about. We didn't even play New Orleans this year. Like, what are we doing, man? But anywho. Shout out to the you crew. You know why? Because you know what it was? No, 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 Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. In the fallout Monday from the horrible call, right, the the non-offsides that was called offsides, the blocked kick that should have been taken back to the house by the Steelers that was taken back to the house by the Steelers and was robbed by the referees, someone had to on ESPN Pittsburgh bring up the NFC Championship game against the Rams where the horrible call and you know what it got my blood boiling because okay. as you and I have discussed New Orleans had about a half dozen opportunities to win that game so hold on you about to do it to yourself though if you think about it because you totally just brought up that field goal block like we ain't have a whole second half oh no I, I that's what I oh, that was my okay. point though okay okay uh, if, you know what referee calls okay. can change the game I, I, I'm so with can it. connecting to one of those downfield okay. passes with Juju Smith-Suster okay just make sure we're on the so same page so can converting okay. a fourth down cause you you heavy on the, the, the field goal I'm like Whoa, no, 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 no 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 my point was just like New Orleans in the NFC Championship okay. game yes. yeah it was a horrible call and yeah it did not help your chances yeah but the great teams are able to overcome those things yeah. and still find a way to win because the op- over the course of a three-hour game, the opportunities are always out there. Absolutely. So now with that being said, Raven. I was happy to have you back today, though. See, man, you trying to have us working overtime, man. I don't work overtime. overtime. That's this is a you thing right here, man. You want to work overtime because you I, I got slip free time. I slipped me a couple extra right. dollars under the I table. don't want to work overtime. No, I do not. I'm not gonna be there. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen. Shout out to the producer in the building, man. Mr. <laughs> Wesley Euler with the awesome hair, doing what he does best on the ones and twos. Hey. Oh, I'm looking forward to tomorrow, baby. But then we also got to shout out my partner in crime, the one and only Mr. Wesley Euler. Oh, he's looking forward to tomorrow, too, baby. <laughs> and shout out to the power grid, the megawatts, always showing up in full effect, mm-hmm. man, keeping the conversation spicy, as always. Big time shout out to Mr. Brian Batco joining us on the show as well. But y'all can hear us tomorrow, same time, same place. And as always, on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers. Okay. Nation. Uh-huh. Radio. There it is.